Welcome to Revival Talk. On the podcast today, you will hear a recent interview that I did with Dr. Pauline Hughes on Spiritual Mind, Spiritual You. Good morning. This is Dr. Pauline Hughes on Spiritual Mind, Spiritual You, and I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome, welcome. As you know, this is the month of June, and we are celebrating fathers. You know, fathers are just very, very powerful men, and especially when they know who they are, and they know who their king is, and they know who who created them, and they seek the creator, Jesus Christ, the hope of glory every day for that direction, for whatever God has called them to be. It's a tremendous blessing. So last week, I had the opportunity to, um, to interview the coaches from Pelham uh, County, which was just just awesome. You know, the coach and of course my son-in-law, um, coach Daniel Dorsey, they did a beautiful job. And so I want to thank them again for joining me. But today I'm honored to have with me Dr. Terry Bailey, who is my spiritual father. And I'm very honored to have him. And so after I read the foundation of scripture, we're going to go ahead and bring him on board because we have 30 minutes today and I want him to impart, uh, what it means to be a great spiritual father and not only a spiritual father, but he's a great dad. So let's read Romans chapter 12 verses one and two. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, a kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Well, again, this morning, as I said, I'm so very, very honored to uh, celebrate our fathers. And before I bring Terry on, I want to read this scripture to you, which is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, starting with verse 15. It says, for even if you had 10,000 others to teach you about about who you are. There are not many spiritual fathers. And so, you know, there's many instructors, there's many directors, there's many people that say they're teachers, but there are not many spiritual nor natural fathers. Just because you birth a child into the earth, that does not mean that you're a father, just like a mother. It takes the direction of the one that created us, Jesus Christ, the hope of glory. Good morning, Terry. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. What an honor to be with you today. It is always an honor to be with you. And before you get started, I want to tell you, you know, um, last year when you went to London, it may probably was two years ago when you went to London, how many times have you been to London? I've been twice. Okay. So I think it was the first time you went to London. Um, you know, there's little things that God shows us, and I've never told you this, but the first time you went to London, before you left, you said to me, you said, Pauline, um, I'm, I'm going to be in London, but you can get in contact with, with me. It don't, you know, doesn't matter what you need. And if I don't call you back right then, know that I'm going to call you. But you make sure you call me if you need me. When you told me that, I'm going to tell you something. You did something for me. You, I, It made me know that God had truly called you to be the father, the spiritual father to me and Ronnie and in our walk and in our journey. And Ronnie and I, we appreciate you so much. We appreciate you and Beth and Michaela and all that you all impart into us. So we want to thank you for being that father of prayer, that father of direction, and always being there when I need you. So thank you so much, Terry. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. I never (laughs) realized that. Uh, I did go back to London a few weeks ago and was there to teach in a school of ministry and then minister in the Fountain of Life Church. And the Sunday morning that we were there, we were able to minister to at least 10 different nations, is what our missionary told us. Mm. People had come from other places, some from the United States, and I didn't know they would be there, or and it was unexpected. So that was a tremendous blessing to be able to do that. London is a very important city. It's in the news today because of a recent election. 
It's the gateway to Europe. It's the gateway to that continent. And if there's ever a time that Europe needs Jesus, it's now. So I would encourage people to pray for London, pray for England in light of all that's going on there. And uh, we're connected in America to England. Our roots are in England. And so there's a connection there. There's really a relationship there, a covenant relationship between our two nations. So I would encourage your people to pray for London today. Amen. And I think it's a blessing that you were able to go there really before a lot of this got started. And God gave you some great insight when you were there. Is that correct? That's true. I felt like it was a very uh, strategic trip, a very important trip. And I feel like it will open doors in, in times past. But if you go to London, London, there, there's a lot of, there's, there's a number of mosques there. Actually, uh, Islam is outgrowing Christianity throughout that whole area. And so there's, there's a great need for revival. England produced Smith Wigglesworth, uh, G. Morgan Campbell, John Wesley, mm-hmm. some of the great preachers of our yesterday. Some of the great fathers of yesterday mm-hmm. were produced out of that, that nation. That's in their DNA. I believe God showed me that there is a move of God that's coming among the youth mm. of that of that continent. I really think there's going to be a revival among the young people of Europe, especially in England. And, you know, London's like New York and, and influential. It's one of the influential cities. So I think what happens in London can spread throughout Europe. So uh, I would just encourage people to pray. And we need in this hour just like we had in those times, we need God to raise up spiritual fathers and mentors in those nations that will mentor those young people and help. You know, a river has to have channels. Yes. A channel of banks that, that give it, you know, that keep it in the right direction. So that's, I think that's what happens with, with the ministry of a spiritual father in times of revival. And in those times, they come and they bring stability and uh, they correct error. And they keep things running in the right direction and moving in the right direction. Amen. And and I want to say, you know, that everyone that's listening, Dr. Terry Bailey is the author of the book, uh, 21 Days of Transformation. And, and although you went to London, you went there with the information and with the revelation of the Holy Spirit, because there is no baby Holy Spirit. There is no adult Holy Spirit. There's one strong, powerful, dunamis power of the Holy Spirit. And so by you going there and releasing that teaching, it went into every hearer that had an ear to hear. Well, I, I sold all the books that I was able to get in my suitcase. So, <laughs> so the book is in England. It's available on Amazon in England, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, it can be bought there. And I did teach that material. Uh, I taught uh, on the Holy Spirit and divine healing, who he is, his work in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, mm-hmm. the importance of knowing how to hear his voice, mm-hmm. uh, the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. So I taught on that in their school of ministry. Mm-hmm. So that's really the revelation I really feel that God has given to me. I was preaching last Sunday morning in our church here on Pentecost, what it is, the Feast of Pentecost, and how Pentecost is needed in our lives today. I said it's not just a historical feast in the Old Testament. But the Bible says in Acts 2, on the day of Pentecost, when Pentecost was fully come, I said God moved in that great and beautiful feast. The word feast there in the Hebrew is not the word like where where we think of a feast as a time to to eat and a time uh, to spend time with family, but it's Mm -hmm. an appointed time. It means an appointed time. 
Right. So there's an appointed time to come and meet with God. And at that appointed time, God poured out his spirit on the 120 in the upper room. Mm -hmm. And I believe as a church, we've got to get back to those types of experiences in the upper room. That's right. So we would be, Jesus said, you're going to be witnesses throughout the whole world. He said, I'm going to send you to the whole world and you're to be my witnesses. But before you do, you go and you wait in an upper room in Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. I think is the way the King James Version says it. Well, I learned it many years ago. Mm-hmm. And he said, you, then I will send you forth mm-hmm. in Acts 1-8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, mm-hmm. and you shall be my witnesses mm-hmm. to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So I think it's, it's incumbent upon us to recognize that we can't finish in the flesh what God started in the Spirit. That's right. We have to be a Spirit-filled people. Mm-hmm. And so often in our churches today, we've we've become so oriented towards teaching and so oriented towards programs and so oriented towards self-help and, and some of those type things that we've missed out, I really believe, on the, the empowerment that God wants to bring to make us effective witnesses That's for Him. Right. That's, right. That's one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit. It's not just so I can be blessed on Sunday. It's not so I can feel goosebumps and just speak in tongues. All those things are important, but so often we get distracted by that. We don't seek for signs and wonders. The Bible said signs and wonders follow us. So what we knew is we have to be endued with power from on high. And in my book, there's a page on on one of the studies is on having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Like you said, he is a person. Mm -hmm. He's not wind. He's not Mm -hmm. rain. Mm -hmm. He's not oil. He's not fire. He's a person. Those are just symbols that describe who he is. And you can know him. Jesus says he'll dwell with you and he'll be in you. So we can know him and walk in relationship with him. Yes. There's, there's, you know, I, I, when I think about Sunday mornings, Terry, and I have visited quite a few churches on Sunday mornings Mm -hmm. and you get in those churches and, you know, it's, it's this ritual, you know, two fast songs, one slow song, the preacher, preacher, take our money and we go. I'm going to tell you right now for all you listeners, that is not the Holy Spirit. I, I love what you said, Terry about the upper room, we have to wait. And and the key of it is, in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, the Bible says that God knows the plan. Is God's plan two fast songs, one song, one song, song that the pastor preach? I don't think so. Because that ritual should not be found in every church that I walk in. The Holy Spirit right. has a plan for the people. He has a plan. He knows what he wants to do. And my thing is, if you allow the Holy Spirit to come, what can you do? You can't preach enough. You can't sing enough. The only thing you can do is wait on him and allow him to hover over the people and then wow. let the leaders speak the word, just like in Genesis. I mean, you know, that's how it all began. God began to speak in the presence of the Holy Spirit and creation was when mm-hmm. creation happened. Well, in Genesis chapter one. I was actually teaching on the Divine Trinity uh, recently, and in Genesis chapter 1, in those first three verses, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, it, He brooded, He hovered mm-hmm. over creation. That word there in the Hebrew means He swept across. He was moving across. Mm-hmm. When you refer to the Holy Spirit, you, you can you can liken the move of the Holy Spirit to a flow. Mm-hmm. You'll hear people say sometimes when they're ministering, there's a flow, there's mm-hmm. a flow. It's mm-hmm. like a river. Jesus mm-hmm. said in John, in the book of John, I believe it's chapter seven he said out of your belly out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water that's a result that's the overflow of god's spirit on the inside of you flowing out of you Mm -hmm. we used to sing a little chorus that said there's a river of life flowing out from me Mm -hmm. makes the lame to walk and the blind to see Mm -hmm. there's a river of life flowing out from me Mm -hmm. when was the last time you saw the uh, the lame walking and the blind mm-hmm. seeing. Mm-hmm. 
mm. in our churches. Mm. I really believe that God wants the lame to walk and the blind to see. I don't think he's changed his mind about no, those things. I don't. Now, I was in, in Panama back in uh, late February, and we prayed for a lady, Pastor Etta Herrera, who's my partner that goes to Panama with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Etta and I prayed for a lady, and she was blind, and the Lord restored her sight. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had reports the next week the church had gone on to a retreat, that she was at the retreat. Uh, I found out that Sunday, that was on a Friday night, I think in a service on Sunday, I prayed for her again, and she said that there was some, she had had some paralysis in her body, and God had not only touched her eyes, but he had healed that. Mm. And she, we had reports after the uh, the services that she was at the retreat, having a good time, walking around, enjoying herself. Mm. You know, and that flows into what you said earlier about Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to bless you, plans to prosper you. And the key how He carries that out is through the precious third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. I just want people to know Him, know who He is. And you have a wonderful conference every year where you bring people in and they have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. If you can ever be encountered by the Holy Spirit, your life will forever change and you will never be the same again. And listen, it will ruin you. You can never do dead, lifeless, formless, religious ceremony any longer. You'll have to have the life and the power. Jesus said, my words, they are life. And that's what the Holy Spirit brings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and now since Terry is mentioning that conference, let's just, do a, let's do a quick commercial here. That next conference is next year, April the 7th. And please, I want you to go to my website, HolySpiritRefreshing.com, and register for the newsletter, subscribe to the newsletter, and the newsletter will come to your email address every month, and you will know when the registration of that conference is. And I love what you said, Terry. If you ever encounter the Holy Spirit, you would you would be you would be spoiled rotten. You would never get a chance to go back to the OU. You know, um, Terry and, and and I and I see this for you. And maybe this is prophetic. I I love the book. I tell you, the book that Terry wrote, Twenty One Days of Transformation, is basically a Bible study. But for me, it was a book, and it is a simple, easy reader. Um, you know, just a simplicity of who the Holy Spirit is. You know, because nobody nobody wants to preach about Him. But let me tell you, my friends, apart from Him, you can do nothing. Jesus Jesus intentionally went to be with the Father so that the Holy Spirit could come, come here to lead you and guide you into all truth. But Terry, I see the day that you will write a book that will talk about us being the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant for the Holy Spirit, how we are the carriers of the Holy Spirit. Oh, come on now. I'm getting full. <laughs> how we will be the carriers of the Holy Spirit. You know, when you when you quoted that scripture that these signs shall follow, there's a translation that says that these signs will accompany Mm-hmm. You know, they're a company. And then in First Corinthians, it talks about the different gifts. But it says as the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one that gives you the ability to give a words of wisdom. It's the Holy Spirit that gives you the ability to lay hands on the sick. Right. Well, how do you know that he wants to lay hands on the sick if you don't commune with him? Let me tell you something. He becomes the one that you're in conversation with 24 <laughs> seven. Mm. You know, I started this 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 thing in October. Well, as soon as I opened my eyes, Terry, I began to say, Holy Spirit, I yield to you. Let me tell you something. Until you yield to the Holy Spirit, you don't know what the day is going to bring. He will be the one that will set up the people you're supposed to meet. He's the one that will set up the deals. You know, you're worrying about get a loan. My God, Jesus owns the loan. Jesus owns the bank. Why are you sitting here begging a man when you can just look in the Spirit and bring it forth? We are spiritual beings and we carry the Holy Spirit. We are the Ark of the Covenant that carries him. We're the Ark that he lives and moves and have his being. Only thing we have to do is yield. I'm just a vessel. 
Right. Let him do the work. So, Terry, I, I see that book, and I and I pray that the Holy Spirit will begin to stir this in you, that that fire of God, of wisdom and revelation to write this book will fall upon you, that you will be the carrier of the revelation that will show us, teach us, lead us, and guide us on how to be that vessel that releases the fire because the fire is in us. Like Jeremiah said, he says, it's like fire. I got to tell somebody, <laughs> shut up in my bones. Well, you know, there there are certain uh, diseases, and not that Christians carry diseases, but uh, you being in the medical community and, and me being a pastor and being in many hospitals, there are times when people will say that person carries a certain thing in their body. They, they, it may not ever manifest in their body, but they're carrying the germ of it or, mm. or, or of it, their carrier, so to speak. Mm. And, uh, you know, if, if there's an outbreak, sometimes people will carry that from place to place. They get onto planes and they carry that. Well, we're carriers of his presence. Mm. You know, the Bible says your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I, over the years, you know, I've taught in Bible college classes and, and I've traveled in ministry and I've pastored churches for 30 years. And so, I, so I've got I've had a lot of experience with people and I love people. And if you don't love people, you have to get out of the ministry. Mm. And let me tell you, people will drive you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They'll send you over the edge at times. But Jesus died for people. I heard one pastor say church would be wonderful if it wasn't for the people. Mm. But I said, well, the problem is, is. Without the people, there would be no church. And if you read the New Testament, you find out that the Apostle Paul dealt with a very imperfect churches. He was writing letters to bring correction and to help them understand doctrine. There's a good picture of a father, a spiritual father there in the Apostle Paul. If you read his writings in the epistles, we're reading currently Second Corinthians and First and Second Thessalonians. And he's writing there to the church at Corinth to, to correct abuses in spiritual gifts and misunderstandings concerning the Holy Spirit. So we carry his presence. He lives on the inside of us. And over the years, I've dealt with people, and they get really fascinated with angels. And I love the fact that they're angels that encamp round about those that love us, mm-hmm. that love him. I'm thankful that angels are ministering heirs of salvation. But I don't have to put my my trust in an angel because the third person of the Trinity, God, the Holy Spirit lives inside me. That means that I'm filled with inside information, Pauline. That means that, that the Holy Spirit down inside of me has never been afraid. That means that the Holy Spirit down inside of me has never been sick. He's never been confused. He never has an off day. He never has a down day or a depressed day. The Holy Spirit down inside of you, and the Bible says in Romans 8, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Mm. That Mm. word there, sons, comes from a Greek word. It means mature sons. Mm. It means we've come to a place of maturity. You said it. I get up and I say, I yield myself to you, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Here's a good prayer for people to pray. Father, where do you want me today? Mm -hmm. Father, who am I to minister to today? Mm -hmm. Direct my path to those who are needed. Some years ago, I pastored some people, and they were very zealous for evangelism. And that's much better than people who have no interest in evangelism. Mm -hmm. But they went about it without wisdom. Zeal without wisdom is dangerous. Mm -hmm. And... They would go into places and they would preach to everybody. And one in particular would usually wind up losing a job or having problems. And they came to me and asked my advice. They said, what's happening? I said, well, you're not called to everybody, but you're called to somebody. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that everybody's not going to hear what you have to say. So in place of you, I call it the shotgun method of, you know, just shooting a shotgun out there trying to hit everybody. Mm -hmm. Why don't you pray and say, Holy Spirit, 
who have you called me to in this office? Mm -hmm. Who have you called me to? Some years ago, the Maryland Institute College of Art, which is a a state university for artistic-minded individuals, those who have art and music and those kind of things. It's in Baltimore, uh, Maryland. A lady called me. She was from England, and she taught a class called Apocalyptic Literature for the Day. Uh, and she said, I want a Pentecostal pastor to come and share on the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, and you'll have three hours to do that in the class, and I want you to share. So I went down and I taught that book of Revelation and Daniel, and when I was there, I noticed there was one individual there that I felt like that I was really sent to that individual. God orchestrated that whole thing. Now, everyone there heard the gospel. Mm -hmm. Everyone there had a seed planted in their heart. We can't limit God. But there was one young individual, so I gave a break, and on the break I went back and talked to him, and I found out that he was raised in church, he knew about the things of the Lord, and he drifted away from that. And my my sense was that he had parents at home who were praying for him. Mm. So God orchestrated that I go to that university and teach that class, talk to them about the apocalyptic literature of the Bible in order to reach that young man with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's how much God loves us, and that's how the Holy Spirit will use us, that he will send somebody our way to minister to us, to speak to us, to encourage us or bless us. So I would encourage people, tap in to the unlimited resources of God in your life because he lives on the inside of you. Amen. And And when we gave our life to the Lord, we are now spiritual beings. And so really we operate according to the spirit. And and so, you know, that's where that transformation comes. That's where Romans chapter 12 comes in and it says that that we are renewed, you know, by the by the transformation of our mind according to this word. It's this word now that's the manual that takes us into our spiritual life. Yes. Romans 12 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It talks about be and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. There's a transformation that takes place. But, you know, so often in our circles, we've taught that being conformed to the world meant that we dress like the world and we act mm-hmm. like the world and mm-hmm. that we were worldly. Mm-hmm. But it's really more than that. It means not to be conformed to the world's way of thinking. Mm-hmm. You can be a Christian, born again, love God, even be spirit-filled, and not have your mind renewed. Mm -hmm. See, at salvation, my mind does not get renewed. Mm -hmm. I become a new creation. Mm -hmm. My spirit man is born again. Mm -hmm. I become a child of the king. I'm adopted, placed Mm -hmm. as a son or a daughter in the Mm -hmm. family of God. Mm -hmm. But you get your mind renewed and transformed by meditating and studying his word. Mm -hmm. And as his word washes over us, our minds get transformed. And what happens is we tend to bring the world's thinking into our churches. We try to govern our churches the way the country club is governed. We Amen. try to govern our churches the way our nation is governed. Right. We, we, we bring all that thinking into our walk and our relationship mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens is we limit God in our thinking. Mm-hmm. And God is teaching us in this hour to take the limits off of God. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are believing God for an impossible miracle. Mm-hmm. And I have put it, we have prayed, we've agreed, we've listed it and put it on our refrigerator. And when we walk by that refrigerator, we lay our hands on it and we say it is done in the name of Jesus. Now, if God can speak this world into existence, Mm -hmm. if God can hang the stars on nothing, Mm -hmm. if the Lord himself can come 
and die for us on a cross and be raised on the third day. Mm -hmm. If he can open the Red Sea and the children of Israel walk across on dry ground, if he can open up the Jordan River at flood time and the children of Israel could enter into their promised inheritance, God can work this miracle for me and my wife and my family. Take the limits off of God today. Take the limits off of him. How do we limit him? In our thinking. Mm-hmm. We limit him in our speech. Mm-hmm. We come into agreement with what the enemy's saying. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, some have been told by their earthly fathers over the years that they would never amount to anything. Mm-hmm. And we respond to God the Father in the way many times we've responded to our own father. Maybe we suffered abuse mm-hmm. or rejection. Mm-hmm. Maybe we walked through painful times with our father. Mm-hmm. And what we have to do is ask God to heal us in those areas of our life. Mm-hmm. so we can respond to God our Father. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about God the Father. He said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will I give good gifts to those that ask? I'm telling you, he has good gifts for us today. Yes, he yes. wants to bless us. I love my daughter. She is precious. And every day of her life, I've told her that she's beautiful. And that's true. She is beautiful. I think she's one of the most beautiful young ladies I've ever seen. And I'm a little biased because she's mine. And she looks like her mom, and her mom's beautiful. Okay, She's smart and intelligent. She just graduated summa cum laude from the university. She's made the dean's list. But every day of her life, I've told her she's smart. You can do anything that you set your mind to do. I have never one time said anything mean or negative towards her. I never said, you're dumb, you'll never amount to anything. I, I have told her to put confidence in her. Here's what fathers do. Fathers help us form our identity. Yes. Mothers nurture, mothers love. When Michaela needs certain things, when she's sick, she calls her mom. Now, this morning, she texts me to let me know that something in her apartment wasn't working. I'm mm-hmm. dad. I have to fix it. Mm-hmm. But she gets her identity from me. Mm-hmm. We get our identity from our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And here's the key. He will speak good things. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, even if he brings correction, he never does it mean-spirited. He doesn't say, hey, dummy, Mm -hmm. and smack us in the back of the head. Why would you do that? Mm -hmm. He'll come gently, lovingly, and he'll embrace us with his love. And his his correction is designed to restore us. Amen. Amen. If it's from the enemy, it's condemnation, and it's designed to push us down Mm -hmm. and to hinder us. Mm -hmm. And to destroy us. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know our time is drawing near, so Well I, I know uh, wow. I know Terry you have a tight schedule, but I want to put your name out there. Listen, if you know I've I've listened to a lot of instructors and a lot of teachers, but Terry is the carrier of the revelation of the Holy Spirit. If you desire for Terry to come to your church uh to teach on the Holy Spirit, Terry, please give everyone your information how you can be contacted. Well, they can go to terrybailey.net, which is my website, or sgphc.org, which is our church website here in Greenwood. They can contact me, wtbaileydr at gmail.com, or they could contact you, and you could put yes. them in touch with me. Yes, so and, I, and I do have that book. Yes, and I yes. do have his book right here in Thompson, uh, 21 Days of Transformation. If you desire it, please, you can contact me, and I will make sure that you get a copy of it. But I'm going to tell you something. If you want a closer walk with the Holy Spirit, that is a book that you need to read. Terry, if you could please release a blessing upon sure. the fathers. I, I, you know, we have about three more minutes, but before you do that, right. I, and I feel like I feel like I need to ask you to do this. Yes. Um, before you and Beth had Michaela, you all lost a son. And That's there are true. fathers out there that have 
are going through that same pain, if there was something that you could release to those fathers today, what would that be? Well, we lost a, a baby. He was stillborn full-term autopsy didn't show anything medically wrong that could be found. Um, He would be 23 now. He just turned 23 years old. So he's 23 in heaven. I'll see him again. That's That's the hope that we have in knowing Christ. But here's the thing. The morning that we came, that after we had him, I stayed that night with Beth, and I went home that morning to change and to pick some things up. And when we didn't know at that time what we were having, a girl or a boy. So we had bought pink and blue, and we had set up you know, the little nursery. And when I walked into the house, there was all of that stuff ready to bring that baby home because we went to the hospital expecting. And I said, oh, Lord, I've lost my son. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I lost my son, too. He knows where we're at. He knows what we feel. And he alone is able to touch us. Father, I release a blessing over every father today. This is the month we honor fathers, Father's Day. May they rise up and be the man that you have called them to be spiritually, physically, financially. Perhaps there's a father that Lord is going through uh, dealing with rebellious children. Give them grace. Holy Spirit, impart to them the wisdom to know how to pray and how to speak and how to minister to their children today. We bless every father that will listen to this broadcast and then later listen to any podcast or any rebroadcast of this. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Now, Terry, will you put this recording on your podcast? Do you want me to send it to you? I will put it on and they can access that through my website, terrybailey.net. Okay. And uh, I'm on Facebook, W. Terry Bailey in Greenwood, South Carolina. They can hit me up there. The book is in every channel. They can go into a Barnes & Noble and order it. It's all available uh, on all the online channels. So uh, it's available wherever books are sold. They're probably not going to be in stock in that particular store. You can also get them from us personally as well. And the book will be released in just a few weeks in Spanish. So. Mm-hmm. We're so excited about that, that we're going to be able to put this into the hands of those who speak Spanish. Amen. Well, God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, you just had the opportunity to listen to Dr. Terry Bailey, who is the author of 21 Days of Transformation. Uh, you know, please go on his website. Please get his book. And if you don't, if you, you don't want to do that, you can always contact me. Terry, God bless you. We love you. And we will speak we love with you, you soon. Thank <laughs> have, you. Have a great day and a weekend. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dr. Pauline Hughes, Spiritual Mind, Spiritual You.